What's up? It's me, John Bernardo. Welcome to another episode of Does Machines the Nerdy Podcast, where I talk to people about nerdy stuff. This week, I am speaking to Ian Mondrick. He is the creator of The Blind Box. Essentially, The Blind Box is a digital subscription for comics. Um, every month, uh, there is a piece of short fiction that's inspired by and paired with art from some other indie comic artist. Uh, it's great because, you know, a story is created or an image is made and it's they build off of each other just off that one image. So it's a really cool concept that, you know, you haven't really seen anywhere else. The link will be in the show notes if you want to go and check that out. There's nothing I love more than having really good chemistry with one of my guests. And Ian is definitely one of the guests that fall under that category. He's just a blast to talk to. Um, it was a great conversation and I really hope to have him on again real soon. Now, before I play you the episode, um, I never do this in the beginning of the thing, but you know, we are past 30 episodes, you know, it's been a, a long time. And I ask that you go to iTunes or whatever it is your subscriber of choice just leave me a review. I know there's plenty of you watching. I can see the numbers and listening. So go ahead and leave a review there. Follow me on Instagram at does machines. Follow me on Twitter at John S. Bernardo to just see all the stupid shit that I post about. And let's spark up a conversation. Join the discord. You know, it's always a party in there. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening. I see the numbers have been steady. So I really appreciate the people that have been sticking around. I want to know what you want to see more of and what you want to see less of. So please let me know. So without further ado, here is the episode with Ian. What's the C? Is that Coach? Yeah, she works <laughs> for uh, she works for Coach. Oh wow, fancy! Yeah, so Ooh, I, wow, I, wow. I I reap a lot of the benefits from that. I hope so. I hope you got a nice clutch or purse. I don't know what Coach sells. Coach Coach is a manufacturer of handbags, but they make a, they have a, a robust men's department. Oh, um, so wow. I have I have lots of belts and shoes and uh, wallets. And um, unfortunately, I don't really wear watches anymore, but I have a bunch of very nice watches uh, from Coach. Um, well, at least you can get like a nice display case and display watches. So when people, mm -hmm. you know, tour your house, they can go, yes. oh, look at that. He's got watches. And there's so there's and, and I mean, honestly, there are so many tours of my house that I may as well be charging. Uh, I should have like a, a box like they have at a museum, you know, where it's like, hey, if you can like donate a couple of dollars to help the upkeep of this museum like house you'll be touring <laughs> um have, have we mentioned there are watches oh well like that's the that's the that's the headliner right like, that's what you're drawing yeah. people in well for. you come you come for me you stay for the six the watches watch. i have on display yeah all coach though uh yeah i know i think there's like i have like a weird old watch that has like an atari face on it or something that's pretty i don't know I don't know. I don't look at them because I never wear them. It's, it's such a, we've really tapped into my grief and shame here in the, in the uh, opening of this. Cause I'm, uh, I'm I, I just, I don't wear them anymore. So I don't look at them, but yeah, no, I, they're, I think they're all coach. And there was one, like, I think it's like a fossil or something I got like 30 years ago or something, but. Can I ask you why you don't wear watches? Um, yeah, actually it's, it's so odd. I don't want to that, tap into like any, you know, childhood trauma. No, 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 no. That's the case. <laughs> I'll steer clear. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I was having this conversation yesterday while I was at work. Um, someone commented, I mentioned my wife and they commented that I wasn't wearing a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, you know, my wife would be very upset. Uh, my significant other would be very upset if, if I wasn't wearing my ring. And I said, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I think it speaks to the nature of our relationship where we don't feel that it's super important. She wears hers. I don't wear mine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not for any other reason than just, I, I think that I've learned that I don't like to be unencumbered, to be encumbered by jewelry. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't wear watches, bracelets, necklaces. I have no uh, piercings. I have no tattoos. I don't know. It's just like, a, and it's not like a, a hard stance I take or anything. It's just, I don't know. It, it um, I, the watches I wore for a while and then I stopped, I think, because I think they were like hurting my wrist or something. Like it was bothering me when I was writing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, uh, I, I stopped wearing it and the, the pain went away. Uh, oh. So I could probably wear them occasionally, probably just not every day. I'm just a creature of habit and also lazy. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we all are pretty lazy. Let's let's be honest. Yes, that's true. <laughs> some of us, some of us are lazy than others. Um, you know, well, when that laziness kicks in, dude, like it's yeah. Like, watch watch out, productivity. <laughs> I yeah, I am actually gearing up to go to. I'm sorry, have we started yet? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if we'd started. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I wanted to comment. That's I wanted, to, I wanted to comment on the awesome down-tempo uh, house music that you play or down-tempo hip-hop that you play on the intro because I I love it. Like, I, I listen to that stuff oh, a lot awesome. when I'm writing. And every time I start the play the, the podcast, I'm just like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, like I could just... Uh, this is all right. All right. Yeah. I used to have something a little bit more aggressive. Like, it was still like it was still kind of electric, but it was still... It was kind of aggressive. It was like in your face. And I'm like, you know what? Sure. That's a bit... To, I might have actually have it in the early episodes if you go back, but I was like, yeah, that's a little too much. I These are conversations we're having, and I just just want to chill. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, had this, I had this happen to me the other day where there is a webs, uh, there's a YouTube channel that I watch frequently, mm -hmm. and I, I've noticed that, I mean, obviously, I think it, with podcasts, with YouTube channels or whatever, you need um, that kind of like that, that, that ear-catching music, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on all of the, I mean, like the, the podcasts that I listen to with, with any kind of regularity, like Blank Check or Last Podcast, have you like ear-catching, you know it when you hear it intros. Yeah. But any, anyway, a lot of YouTube channels have like outro music so like when the the video is over they cut to that like like iconic you know again ear catching music and uh there's a, a youtube channel called wisecrack that i listen to a whole bunch and you know they have this music and like i've associated this music with uh wisecrack and i guess i never really thought about it like i thought it was kind of bespoke like they paid a producer to produce the music for them but no what they did i guess was just pay a service or something for the music because i was listening to another video by a completely different youtube channel and they ended with the same music and it like kind of like crushed something innocent in me where i was just like <laughs> oh oh no i thought that was like the the house blend wisecrack music like they all sat around and decided this is the one for us but no it was just like or, you know, so, um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, I've had so many great guests and it just keeps, it just keeps on coming. So I really appreciate you coming on. You just had, uh, what's his name? Uh, my buddy, uh, uh, uh Leslie. Yes. Leslie. I, yeah. I had, I had Leslie on and I had, uh, his name's blank with me, but the guy that's working with Leslie on it, I'm sorry, dude. Oh my God. I'm blanking too now. And I feel terrible. <laughs> you know, I, you know what I was going to say when I was listening to that episode, you know what I wanted to say about, uh, Leslie the guy's a good writer. He damn right he is. I'm he looking forward to Savage Wizard. This is like a, this is a what's it called? What you know? Not crossover, but we're we're blending worlds. We're bringing. Oh, it was Brian Flint. That's Brian it. Flint. I'm sorry, Brian, if you're listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too, Brian. Two horrible people. Uh, yeah. I mean, me, me worse than you, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, you're in the, the industry, man. Yeah, that's. What I should. Want? I should know better. I should know what better. You also had the you had the Mark Bouchard on recently. I I, I, I love did. that dude too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Um, I wanted to I want to talk to them for a while, and yeah, it was great to hear. Well, I still haven't read uh, It Took Luke, 
I still have that on. Um, they provided me a copy. I still haven't gotten into it with it, but I remember I read like a preview of it and I was so floored on it. And I said, I just got to talk to you uh, about the book, but yeah, um, I've, I've been very blessed with the people that are willing to spend half an hour to 60 minutes with me. And, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to shoot that straight to hell right now. So let's, let's get back <laughs> to talk about intro music for another 40 minutes. Back to intro music. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's, dig into uh you know your own intro music let's talk about the blind box why don't you tell me yeah um where that came I, from? I was actually uh having a conversation today with uh, uh, uh benjamin uh, a.e philby who's going to be who's my longtime co-creator and contributor and uh and uh, yeah he's going to be doing october so the, the blind box uh came to me earlier in the year like beginning of 2021 um uh, I was on a uh, a group call with a bunch of uh, artists and writers, like a, a creator call, and someone was talking about the importance of uh, newsletters and why newsletters are so important is because um, you need to have multiple ways of accruing uh, fans or contact with fans or, or or people that could that want to read or, or or possibly buy your material and and obviously like I'm I, I'm I don't have a really big profile on Facebook or on Instagram I I, I prefer Twitter I'm comfortable there and uh, what uh, the the person uh, giving this talk was like uh, said was you need to have more than one stream right you can't just do everything uh, through through one spot so newsletter is a, is a great idea you're 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 grabbing people's emails and you know you're getting people that want to stay in touch with you um, and uh, and uh, I think a lot of creators kind of took that advice and started doing newsletters uh, my biggest problem with that is i don't like to talk about myself and i don't really have uh an aggressive uh approach to creating comics so it's like every month is there's it's a lot of stuff like hey like i bought a value pack of egos um and they're really good i don't i don't have a lot to talk about so um, I wanted to do something that was different and again, kind of eye catching or at least uh, attention grabbing. Mm -hmm. um, and I came up with the idea to have um, every month to um, find an indie comic artist and uh, commission them to draw an image mm -hmm. um, with no prompting from me whatsoever in terms of uh, the, the material contained within or the medium or the style or anything. Um, basically like draw me a single image of what you want, not, not a, a comic page, not sequential, it's just a single image. Um, and then I'm going to take that image and I'm going to create a story idea, like a pitch around that image to you. And if the artist approves it, then I will write a short fiction piece, usually like 12 to 1400 words. That's kind of just how everything ended up shaking out, although they've been getting longer. Um, and then if the artist approves uh, the story, then that's what we, uh, that's what we send out uh, every month as the newsletter. And then uh, quite literally, it's just the image. Uh, the short fiction story below it, and then links to the artist's socials uh, at the very bottom. And uh, that's what everyone gets every month. Yeah, and um, I actually signed up, uh, I remember, a while ago, and I've they've kind of just piled up in my inbox, unfortunately, because I got so many freaking... Like, it got to the point where I get so many emails that I get irritated every time my notifications go off. And, uh, yep. and then I look at them, I'm like, oh, but I did ask for that, though. <laughs> I, but, I I'm swimming in Kickstarter emails right now and I don't oh know what God. to do with them. It's, it's upsetting. They're the worst, especially with the Kickstarter ones. You yep. get them and you're like, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, another update. Okay. Just give yeah. me the book. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm guilty of that as well. We had a lot of, um, we had a lot of updates for the red horse campaign. We'll, we'll be doing less next time around. Cause that was part of it. Um, and there are things you want to communicate, but it's like, I don't need to hit someone up every week. 
I'd love to know what's going on. I mean, we, we want to be regular, but maybe not too regular. Um, but um, yeah, but that, that was, that was sort of it. And, and listen, and no worries because that's, that's the neat thing is, is that they're not really timely. It's not like you're missing out on anything. If you go back to them at some point in time, they'll, they're a perennial, you know, you can kind of read them at any time. Um, although we might be doing, uh, I'm talking to two artists right now uh, for November and December. So, and I've said to them, like, if they want to theme it, to like a Thanksgiving or a holidays sort of thing or whatever, um, that they are free to do that. Um, but I'm not, uh, again, not prompting or encouraging them to do that. So <laughs> there may be some that relate to the holidays. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously in all the artists that you've had, they're gorgeous work. Now I am not an artist. What if I drew something and then you had to make a story out of my very shitty, like, shouldn't you have, <laughs> blind boxes for the shitty folks like, well, I, okay all right i want so to test your creativity now i see all right hold on now see this is this is what i, I see you're saying this is a joke but i actually kind of like this right now okay, okay. um by the way i tried very hard not to curse just uh just no, so fuck it. Oh, okay great all right perfect um so Oof. anyway this is Turn the shit i like the was what i was about to say all right um was uh, as the blind boxes go on like what i like about it is i've i've really i hate to say moved out of my comfort zone because that's not really it but it's really kind of forced me to stretch my legs in terms of like genre and like what i've been writing but i think what you're saying there is great because uh i could have writers draw me a bunch of pictures you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like writers that, that don't draw and say like, hey, like you come up with a picture for me and then make me come up with something. Like that. I would love that. I would take that as a challenge. Um, I'm, I'm already working on ideas. <laughs> oh, boy. You just let me let me know, man, because like I have the worst drawing skills. I would love to see you get take a story out of this. <laughs> I will I will race you to the bottom on that. I have had to do some like um, layouts for for Benjamin where like I'm like, hey, I think the layout of the room would be like this or the panel should look like this. And he's just like, oh, what? Uh, I'm like, they're they're worse than stick figures. Um, but uh yeah, so it's um, to be worse than a stick figure, man. It's, like, I mean, like, as basic as they don't get. like the, the the lines don't intersect very well. Uh, you know, the the heads are misshapen. It's uh, it's a bad time. <laughs> My stick figures are so bad they've been confused as letters before. I don't know how else to put it. It's funny because I've seen things like, and then we'll get back on topic at some point. I've just seen like so so many art styles recently. Like I've wanted to kind of do something artistic, and I've seen so many art styles lately that uh, even even colorists and things like that, like. And not that I'm uh, saying that the work isn't hard. I'm just saying I'm looking at it and go, I think my hands are capable of that. See, that's, <laughs> see, that's, that's, um, I think that's great. And and I think that's like, uh, every time I think like, you know, maybe I should learn to letter. I'm like, I no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sacrifice this kind of time to, I gotta, I have to stick it to that what I know. But yeah, I, uh, I often think about that, about lettering or coloring because uh, they, uh, they're such a, they're such a, uh, uh, a difficult it seems art. accessible yeah, yeah like it, it seems, seems accessible i know i know it's it's like it's like watching someone play the violin or something or, just, or i know like the uh, uh what is it the trumpet it's like three buttons it's yeah. three buttons and blow it how hard could it be and then you pull it up to your mouth and you're like oh this is impossible yeah like i i, I, have to I was able to say i'm like no violin come on man you see the violin you think you can do that that's yeah, not yeah as soon as i said violin i realized that was probably a bad comparison only reason I know about trumpet is because I did take uh, music classes in elementary school. And I do know that with the trumpet, if you want to make it even more complicated, it's when you have the piece on your mouth, the, the way and trumpet players will probably laugh at me, but like the way you blow changes the note. So if you blow straight or you blow up or down all in this little circle piece, that's what changes the notes as well. 
Oh my god! So it's how you right? blow. It's not just blowing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta really blow, man. You can't just blow. <laughs> oh, trust me, trust me. I've been I've been blowing in a lot of things for a while now, but perfect, perfect. So we're on the right track, then. <laughs> we're definitely so, in familiar territory. Oh boy. Um, so aside from uh, what's your I guess what's your end goal with blind box? Are you, you you're talking about doing like some holiday stuff, but is there anything more or is this kind of something that you're going to continue to do? Is it something you plan on putting together someday into some sort of collected format? Um, do you want, do you have a set number of pieces you want to do? What's, what's the, is there an end goal there? My, uh, my initial end goal was to do a year's worth to see how it went. Um, to see how, uh, you know, I would like it and, and would it become uh, too cumbersome to maintain uh, or would I just stop having fun? Would it become a burden? Um, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I don't know if I'm going to continue past. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to end on March. Uh, so uh, March will be uh, uh, the last one of 2022. I mean, I guess for right now. Um, as far as like, I have no plans of collecting it at all until mm -hmm. maybe about two to three weeks ago. Um and um, I think part of the reason for that, I think someone suggested it to me, uh, which again, like just, I didn't even think about it before, uh, you know, just setting out to go, well, I'll just do it once a month. And I, I think part of it is, is they are very, um, they're uh, like, I don't resend out any of the emails. Like for anyone who subscribes today, you're not going to get like six previous emails all at once. Like if you don't sign up by the 28th of every month, like you will miss that month. And like, I don't resend them. Like I said, I resent, uh, uh, I, th I think I've like resent one or two to people that have asked to like read them because they're working on new pieces or whatever. Okay. Um, but I've always kind of designed them to just be like, yeah, like they're there and then they're gone. Um, you know, they're ephemeral. Um, but I also like, as I've, as I've gone on and I've become more and more in love with them. I mean, I, I like them all so much. But as they've accumulated, I've really become kind of fond of like every time I go into my website to upload a new one through MailPoet, uh, I see the list of them. And I'm like, I like all of these, and uh, I don't. I feel like maybe they they uh, they deserve a chance to um, to be seen again. So uh, my first step would be going out to all of the artists and talking to them and being like, Hey, like if I collected them in like a digest size book or something, like you know what would uh, what would you know we want for compensation and so on and so forth. So. But um, yeah, I have thought about it. Um, I do think that would be pretty neat. Um, but as far as continuing, I, I like, again, I'm not sure. I, yeah. uh, I might take a couple of months off and like recalibrate it a little bit um, or try to get ahead. Cause I started off really strong. I started off with like three in the tank and uh, quickly ran out of runway. And like, now I'm, uh, <laughs> I have, uh, uh, as I said, my, my colleague, uh, Ben Philby is, uh, I think he's just about finished on October's. Um, which will go out October 28th. And uh, I have an idea, but I haven't written anything yet. So like I have to get to work. Um, I was going to say, the um, if you ever do collected, I think like I'm just thinking the idea of left page is the image, right page is the story. Hopefully it fits all in the, in the one page. Like it, it sounds like a great format. And again, it's such a cool idea that I would, I would be shocked if I don't see people copying you soon because it is such a, fun creative idea that you know make me a picture and, and i'm gonna write a story out of this like i could it even if it doesn't turn into anything for like bigger for you even though it's not what you're meaning for it but like if it doesn't ever come to anything you still have this body of work that just shows oh look i came up with a story based off of an image like this is where my mind can go you know what i mean like it, it can be it's so much for you and 
I think it's a genius idea. Like I said, um, thank you, man. I, uh, at first, at first, I thought it was gonna be mini comic strips, and then when I saw what it was, I was like, oh wow, that's that's crazy. Like that, that's so cool that you're doing that. I I just I I wanted to do something different, and and obviously, like uh, I I love comics, and and they're they're the, the at the forefront of what I I write mm -hmm. primarily. But um, you know, they are a lengthy process. They are a heavily oh, yeah. intensively collaborative process, and they're also an expensive process. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is like where um, you know I again for me it's again it's like an exercise or an experiment, and I've just I've gotten to do the two things I like, which is write and collaborate with other like talented people. Um, so I am, uh, uh, I am, a, I'm a big fan of it. Even in, like, I, let's say like subscription numbers have plateaued over the last couple of months, but like, it doesn't, and initially I was kind of like, Oh, I thought I'd be higher than this by now, but I'm really okay with it just because again, like I'm primarily doing it for myself. And that's, that's um, it, man. You, ha yeah. you have to stick to that. Cause it's the second you stick away from that. And it becomes about the numbers. That's when it just becomes right. that much harder. Yeah. Although uh, my website guy did just he messaged me on the way home tonight, and he said we had a really good uh, open rate for uh, last month's, which was by Fell Hound, who is obviously incredible, and I'm sure mm -hmm. uh, their their reach and input helped uh, a lot of people to open that email as well. But um, but yeah, so it's great. But I mean, it, and it's always nice. Uh, like when someone like reaches out on Twitter and was like, Hey, I read the blind box and it was great. It's like, that's a lot of work, like to mm -hmm. open up your email app and then read it and then go, Oh, and then close out of that, open up Twitter, go to Twitter, tag me, you know, and you, cause it's not, I don't, <laughs> I don't really make it easy. <laughs> like there's no like, Hey, tweet about this on Twitter or whatever. Like, I don't do any of that. So um, well, it just shows that you're doing it for, for the exercise and not for the, the clout or anything like that. Right. And also I hope it, it gives, uh, the artists um, something fun to do too, because it's like, I, I assume that a lot of, if they're not doing their own OC, a lot of being a comic artist is like some sweaty writer coming to you and going, Hey, draw this thing exactly the way I want it. Uh, could you change the outfit a little? And this is like, I just do whatever you want, man. Like when, and I, I've literally told people like, just if you want to do a warm up sketch and the warm up mm -hmm. sketch becomes the blind box, like I'm fine with that. Like whatever, whatever fits your time, your schedule, hopefully my budget, um, you know, and then, uh, uh, we're good so so it is it isn't just um two creators like you do compensate these guys for their photo it's not just you just saying hey let's just work together people like does every artist uh, um, expect some sort of compensation or some just working with you just to have that connection i i have uh i want to say i've compensated every artist i i think there are two and they probably know who they are that I haven't actually paid money to. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would like to do that. I think it's sort of like, a, I'm just doing this for this, but like, I, I, I want to make it clear that like everyone is getting paid for this. I've, I have yeah. paid everybody or at least uh, highly intended to pay. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's, that was, that's important too, because I want them to be compensated for their work. I don't, I don't want to ask for favors. Um, yeah, I get you know? that. So um, yeah. Um, but again, I'm, I'm beholden to like, this is not obviously a moneymaker for me. So it's kind of like my own, of course, my own, uh, my own kind of budgetary desires or whatever, which, um, you know, uh, which is again, like, it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice, um, it's a nice opportunity to have. And I, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm spreading that around as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um. So right now you, you uh, have a, 
you're part of a Kickstarter that's going on right now. Oh, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, Memoirs of the Morbid. Um, it just yeah. it launched today. Um, I I was really excited about it. Um, we uh, so it is um, it's a it's a horror anthology. It's five stories. Um, uh, all black and white it's 60 pages i think in total um it's like a, in the style of ec comics and um, a friend of mine grant lankard um he kickstarted he's kickstarted several issues of a book called beowulf um which you may have heard of um he's running the show <laughs> yeah well i mean I, I, in some form i'm sure oh uh, yes, yes. You, of course when, version. yes of course when you've heard of beowulf you think of the cgi animated movie starring angelina julie as we all do of course absolutely um, i didn't even know it was anything before that <laughs> yep yeah, it's, yeah. There, there was um but um but he's running the show and it's great uh, uh matt minor is a part of it mark olivent who i think some like vertigo and dark horse stuff uh clay mm-hmm. mccormick who was awesome clay mccormick did the cover for my story um i'm working with a, an old friend uh, uh matt mossman who did a great job on our story um but um yeah it, it's really really cool um i I was excited about it from Jump Street, but when I found out that what they're doing is they're doing five separate covers for the five separate stories. So, and and you can back whichever cover you'd like. Um, So whatever cover you want, or or there's like a bundle where you can get all five covers. Uh, And I was really excited about it. I think that's a super cool idea. And all of the covers have that EC vibe where it's like, it's got the the border at the top and then the three little uh, portals, I guess it's four, uh, showing the other stories down the side. I'm I'm, I'm really, I'm super excited about it. And um, I've been so busy with like so many things that it kind of, the the launch date kind of kind of slipped under my radar and i kind of woke up today to a bunch of messages about it i was like oh that's right uh so uh and, and even today i was running so many errands that i really didn't get a chance to kind of get stuck in and promote it the way i wanted to so like i'm waking up early tomorrow uh to get my stuff finished so i can kind of like jump in with both feet but uh i'm really really excited about it yeah i mean obviously i i'm a, I'm a big horror guy and uh, i love like the old school stuff like ec comics so uh getting a chance to work with like a bunch of like really cool and really talented people is also uh uh, super exciting yeah it's it's really the time of the month now to just get into that vibe i mean my, me myself i'm trying to read some more horror comics and trying to fill up my my book with uh f- or fill up my log here with some movies and just try to really like bask in it for once you know uh yeah i normally like i watch a, a lot of horror movies throughout the year but mm-hmm. i i have gone bonkers in the last like two weeks like just i've been watching just a ton of stuff i haven't had a chance to catch up on re-watching a bunch of old things um i got uh i got some new blu-rays for my birthday a couple of weeks ago that i've been checking out like so it's 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 been great uh ups and downs as always but uh yeah just a lot of a lot of I mean, horror is just great. Horror is just a great genre. Always and, and criminally underrepresented for so long. What is, out of stuff you've seen recently, the stuff that you've binged on, what's been the standout for you that's just still in your mind right now? Um, what have I seen that's recent or what have I seen recently? Just recently. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a carpenter stan. Uh, I, I rewatch, I'm, I'm always about to rewatch or rewatching something by John Carpenter. Um, he is the horror master for a reason. Um, the thing is I, my top five movies kind of, I think rotates or fluctuates over time, but the thing is always in my top five, usually my top three. Um, I think he's great. And I've, uh, I recently got done watching, I actually watched it two nights in a row, um, Prince of Darkness. Um, okay. which is one of his later films that uh, I find to be exquisite. Um, it's one of my favorites of his. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> but, I don't get into it too much, but well, here's no, what I like get about in, it. dude. Here, get in. Here's what I like about it, and this is this is something I love, and this is something that I've been dying uh, to explore in um, in in a story uh, at some point in the future. Is mm-hmm. uh, the idea of Prince of Darkness is uh, Donald Pleasance is a priest. Uh, who uh, uh, visits the church of a another priest who has recently died and has given him this uh, mysterious silver key on his deathbed. And Donald Pleasance goes out into the bottom of the church, uh, into the basement where this you know he unlocks the door with this key, and they don't show you immediately what's in there. Uh, they cut to uh, Caltech, and uh, there is a physics professor. Um, talking about like uh, how reality breaks down at the subatomic level. And then this priest basically shows up and engages, the, they know each other uh, and basically says like, look, like I think I found the devil in the basement of this church. Um, I, like, and then begs him to come see it. He comes see it and he's like, I, I need someone to prove that this prison that he's in, which is like this, it's like this, clear canister with a swirling like green and black liquid inside it. He's like, I need you to prove that this does not obey the laws of physics. And I need someone to translate this book. That's like written in all of these ancient languages and has all of these numbers in it. I need someone to translate this because like, we need to give this to the proper authorities like, and not fuck this up because I literally think the devil's in here. And it's this amazing sense of like, Hey, like we're going to present a main character with this metaphysical, ridiculous problem, and they're going to do the most logical thing in response to it. Like, they're not going to run upstairs when the killer comes into the house, right? They're not going to split up to cover more ground. It's like they go, what's the absolute smartest thing we could do? Oh, go get a scientist to prove that this thing is fucking weird, right? (laughs) And like, go get someone to translate this book to back up what's in this freaking glass cylinder. And it's like, so so the, 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 the professor grabs a bunch of grad students, they all bring a bunch of equipment to the uh, church and they set up shop and they start testing it and they start uh, translating the book. And things, of course, like get super spooky and weird from there. But I just love the fact that it's like, all right. Uh, and I think it's one of the reasons that Ghostbusters is, is such a big hit. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons it's a big hit. But I also think that it's like, we are going to take ghost stories and we are going to take it down to the scientific level. Right. We are going there's there's a scientific reason that all of this stuff is happening and we're going to explain it to you. I love that. I, I, I'm absolutely intoxicated by that idea. Yeah, it's like they're owning. They're not just going ooh spooky. They're like, yeah, let's let's really get to the nitty gritty of it all. Well, I'm also a big fan of rules, right? Like it's like vampires. There's a bunch of rules, and you can make up your own rules. I'm fine if you make up your own rules. Sunlight kills vampires. Oh well, sometimes when vampires get in the sunlight, they sparkle. Okay, fine. I I don't care. Uh, they're made up creatures. You can do whatever you want, but there are rules, and the rules are always discussed. Right. Like, how do you kill a vampire? How do you kill a zombie? Um, But it's like a lot of times with ghosts and other, you know, usually religious stuff or or metaphysical stuff. It's like, oh, it's, it's like there's no they can kind of do whatever they want come and go as they please. They're, they're defeated seemingly at random. It's like, I, I like rules and I love it when they apply rules to uh, things that normally don't have them, you know, like, uh, like in the exorcist, there's not really rules. I mean, exorcist is a great movie, but like the rules are very vague. Like we're doing an exorcism. There are steps to it. And when we do this, the demon will come out. Although it doesn't really seem like it's either working too much at any point or not working. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, applying that kind of stuff. Uh, logic where usually logic is uh, kind of hand waved away. So you must really hate time travel movies then. <laughs> I, well, I'm okay. So it's all about willful suspension of disbelief. I'm fine with that as well. I mean, obviously like, 
you know, every time there's a time travel movie at mine, it's like, well, matter can't exist in two different places at the same time. So like, yeah. uh, ultimately this can't work. But again, if they're movies and that's fine. Like I'll accept, but, but I, I think more importantly, there are always rules discussed to time travel. Even in um, Avengers Endgame, I like how they they reference the rules by what movie got them more correct. Like, no, 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 Back to the Future rules aren't the same thing. It's like, yeah, this is great because this is a way for me to like, this is the way you're communicating the the reality of this thing to me, and that way, like, I know that you're going to hold yourself to these rules, right? That's um, true, yeah. You know, it's like well, it's like crossing the streams. It's like a Chekhov's crossing the streams. Like, mm-hmm. you bring it up as a thing that you're not supposed to do. You're really like, oh, well, they're going to have to do that at the end. That's yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Me, I, I, I'm so like when I watch things, I kind of. Like, I don't need anything too convoluted because I'll, I'll just look at it from the very top level of it. So when it comes to time travel, I'm kind of the opposite of you. Like, sometimes I want the answer, but for the most part, it's just, just, just get me to the end. I'll, I'll my brain will, will just pass over any details you've missed. I, I can say that I am, I am very, I am hand wavy depending on how good the movie is. Yeah. If the movie is good, then I'm like, it's it's fine, it's fine. You know, like I'll I'll allow all the fuzz. But I do find that if the, if I am not enjoying the movie, I was about to say if the movie is bad. If I am not enjoying the movie, that is when I will begin to nitpick it, uh, because I feel like if like all right, if if I if I'm going to go in on this movie, then I'm not going to give it any quarter, and I will pull everything out. Stuff that I would forgive in better movies, I will call out worse movies for. And that's obviously my own bias, but um, but then I, I think at some point when I'm watching a bad movie, the deconstructing of it or the nitpicking of it becomes what's fun about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll get very much more like, uh, I don't know if I've seen any bad time travel movies though. Like what's a really I bad time travel movie? I like them too. Yeah. I mean, I, there's some notable ones that I've missed. Like I still haven't seen Looper. Uh, so like I need Which to watch one? Looper. Oh, Looper. Yeah. Yeah. That's one's pretty good. Yeah. I have to see that. I haven't seen that yet. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like a fan of time travel movies. So I don't really think there's any bad ones. At least right. that, I'm sure there are. There's nothing I can come up with now though. Well, I, I thought, I thought I was going to catch it because we, we know that time travel movies are <laughs> notorious for, you know, the rules don't make sense because sure of how many ways it can go wrong. So I, I wanted to test you on that, but yeah, it's not like you passed. <laughs> well, there's that, uh, they talk about that in tenant, right? About the grandfather paradox. Dude, I couldn't get through tenant, man. Oh, I really? Couldn't. Did you finish it? I've, I've, I've watched tenant like five times. <laughs> so like, do I need to go back and give it another shot? Like I just, it, I felt like I couldn't get through it. I'll say that. No, I, I think what we just talked about completely applies. If, if you have a, like, the thing with the thing with me for Tenet is I am certain that that Christopher Nolan does not hand wave anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like um, that's for sure, <laughs> right? So that's what I'm saying. Is so like Inception is obviously like whether you think Inception is convoluted or not, like there is a grid of how things are happening and how things are timed, mm-hmm. and all of that makes sense on some level depending on how far down you want to take it. Probably not as far as Christopher Nolan. I'm sure that everything in Tenet makes some kind of sense it's just like um and interstellar is a good example as well but um at a certain point i just get lost and i'm like uh, okay i just have to hand wave it away because i enjoy i enjoy the action of the movie i enjoy all of the performances i'm i'm a huge fan of of his uh of nolan's visual language i love the fact that uh uh so much of the stuff in that movie is practical um i actually heard a fact that so there are 540 special effects shots in wow. tenant which seems like a lot right yeah. uh there were like 850 in the dark knight jesus that's what i'm saying and i'm just like but 500... dark knight looks so well though like dark knight 
I feel like that whole movie does nothing. All of it looks practical. Yeah, well, it's like, well, the truck flip is practical. But like they yeah. must have done some sort of CGI around it or to it to you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I, I love that stuff. So I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm also a huge fan of um, uh, uh, John David Washington and uh, Robert Pattinson. So just getting to watch them on screen, like. Uh, but yeah, listen. Uh, anyway, to to your point or to your question, you don't need to go back if you weren't enjoying it the first time. There's there's really no reason that you would enjoy it the second time. Um, mm-hmm. And it is it is not his best film, obviously. Um, I think the the reception kind of shows that. But I'm. Again, like I feel like a, a bad Chris Nolan movie is probably better than like seventy five percent of movies out there. So I'm <laughs> that okay. That could be true. That could be true. So, so uh, yeah. So I'm excited for so your book um, where we were about the freaking mem- memoirs of the morbid. Uh, your book is coaxial, right? Yeah, it's coaxial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a. Um, I wanted to do a story. Um, I wanted to do a story not about the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wanted to do a story concerning like uh, like life around it or whatever, and and I I came up with a um, uh, a story something that I've come back to several times now, which is kind of like guilt stemming from the pandemic, um, where for those first couple of weeks of lockdown, like uh, I'm I'm the kind of person on my days off, like I want to get all of my ch- like errands and chores done so I can lock myself in a dark room in my basement and all alone and like write as much as possible. Amen. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not writing. <laughs> right. But, the, but that was like, uh, for the first three weeks, people would be like, Hey man, how you hold it up? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like nothing has changed for me really. Mm-hmm. And there's just a, a lot of guilt that came along with that because I know like I had friends and I know there's you know thousands of people that are come very upset by this. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to put my character in a spot where um, this was something they really liked at first, and now it has become oppressive and horrible. Um, so we envision uh, a near future where we have uh, been in several lockdowns, not all for um, uh, pandemic or disease-related reasons, but just uh, reasons for people to be kept in their houses. And it kind of deals with um, a, a lonely wo- a woman looking for a cure, um uh for her sadness and finding a cure that might not be the healthiest uh way for her to deal with it um but uh i'm also a fan of um uh the the remedy is worse than the cure uh you know what i mean um uh the things that save us being toxic to us is uh, is something i like a lot too so i kind of combine those two ideas um, that's awesome man and yeah. the cover I, uh, the cover art looks uh, out of all of the ones, and obviously no offense to the other ones as well, but as um, for the cover, this one really draws me out. I love the love the aggressiveness of that. What is that? A squirrel? It's the a zombie there? squirrel. Yeah, it's, well, it's a it's an alien squirrel, but it looks it looks like a zombie squirrel, but it is an alien squirrel. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I really I I love all the covers. Uh, I would say I mean obviously I'm I'm probably partially my favorite. I also really like the cover for uh the succession clause i thought that was tremendous as well Um, oh yes that is the second one on my list yeah yeah. freaking terrifying yeah that and also also the trench coat killer is really good too they all really kind of evoke that like ec comics like kind of in your face horrifying stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm a a really big fan i can't wait to see it in print i am as positive as i can be that we are going to hit our goal um it uh uh, it's i'm really excited my only regret is that yeah i i I wasn't able to uh, help more the first day because i was so incredibly busy hey man um, you got what like 20 30 days yeah we got some, right? time. I, I'll, you got some time i'll put some work in <laughs> and hopefully anyone that's listened to it at least goes to, uh, and check out the uh the the kickstarter page I'll, I'll have it in the show notes so if anyone could just click on the bio they'll, they'll find it there oh awesome um, 
I, w- I was looking through your your profile and, and your website and stuff, and I noticed that uh, Tomb, the Tomb series that you mentioned here, um, and I, I went to your website and I saw that you had Tomb of the White Horse. Is that the only book in the series, or are there more so, so, Tomb books? Uh, so Tomb of the Red Horse, uh, we kickstarted it uh, last October. Uh-huh. Um, we just, uh, we just, uh, I'm finishing up fulfillment for the U S backers this week. Um, all of the UK backers and international backers think everything's been sent. Um, we had a couple of delays on red horse, but no, we have two issues out. Red horse will go up for sale on the website shortly. Um, I've got like very limited quantities, uh, left. Um, but we're also kind of saving stuff. It's, it's a, it's a four part series. Um, tomb of the black horse will, uh be launching on kickstarter soon um i may even have some information uh on that when the blind box comes out uh, on the 28th of this month I, it may be the first blind box where i actually have something that's actually news for my newsletter um uh-huh. but i don't know um, we're, everything's still kind of up in the air but um yeah but it's a four-part series uh tomb of the black horse will get kickstarted this year or early next year followed shortly thereafter by uh the last installment and then we'll i guess we'll collect it so yeah, so tell me about that because I I am very I looked at the uh, I read the description so all I know about is the white horse book I sure. didn't even know that they were all a colored horse so that that's cool that you kind of kept that going but um, aside from what I've read here in the description I mean what's what's a like the elevator pitch that you can give to me that's oh I haven't done uh, this in a minute you gotta you gotta I might be a little rusty uh, so tomb is a it's a four part uh, a horror series. All four stories are are standalone stories, but they all kind of play into a larger narrative. Um, it's it's a biblical apocalyptic horror. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll you'll find out quickly that uh, uh, the uh, the horses refer to the horsemen of the apocalypse, um, and that as these tombs open, things get worse for um, <laughs> human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think uh, our our main goal was to kind of. Uh, play upon uh, the themes of those horsemen, um, but do them in kind of like off-kilter ways. Um, So Tomb of the White Horse, it deals with conquest. Um, And usually when people think of conquest, they think of like an army conquering another army or or taking a land of it. We we kind of took the attitude of um, we we are conquered through our fear. Um, so, so the, the story plays upon the fears of our three main characters and, and how, uh, that fear kind of leads them to make these bad decisions, uh, that, um, that, uh, make things go terribly wrong for them. Um, it, uh, we've, we're trying to do something a little bit thematically different with every issue as well. Um, the Tomb of the White Horse is, is, uh, uh, deliberately paced and a little bit more, uh, austere. Um, whereas Tomb of the Red Horse uh, deals with war and is very more, much more bombastic and uh, fast-paced and uh, I don't want to say action-oriented, but a lot of kinetic things uh, going on. And um, we, uh, we've got a, a, a kind of like a fresh take for Black Horse as well. I'm very excited about Black Horse. I had a conversation with uh, uh, my, my co-creator and artist, uh, uh, Ben Philby, today, and uh, we are both uh, overly excited, I think. Um, so, um, we're both kind of champing at the bit, getting ready to uh, get the next Kickstarter going, but uh, so far it's been great that they've been really well received. Um, uh, both Kickstarters have done like uh, about 130% or so. Nice. Yeah. So we're, um, we're, uh, we're ready to go for black. Uh, we just, uh, we're, we want to get some reviews in. I want to get some, I've reached out for some pull quotes for red horse that I'm like really excited about. So hopefully, um, 
be able to get all that stuff going soon. But um, it's been really great. And um, and if you haven't read them, I will definitely uh, I'll, I'll shoot you a link to digital copies so you can uh, check yeah, them out. Please do. I like I'm just I'm really the kind of person that and and this is where artists you know this is where I can praise them as much as I praise the writer. It's so like the I really judge a book by its cover, which is you know a good and a bad thing, but the the cover will draw me in and this cover it's just like you look at it and there's so much mystery behind it that i want to see more like sometimes less is more and i feel like that's what the white horse uh, cover does oh thank um, you thank you so much so, yeah I, I really really love it um i don't know if you gave the, them to that direction or if that's what they brought you but either way it's whatever you're trying to do it's working because i'm i look at it and i go i don't want to even read about it. i just go just show me what's inside the book the um <laughs> uh that so all all, uh, all praise for the cover goes to uh, Kim Mayat, uh, who is on Twitter as um, Yisvari. I think it's Y S V. I'm, I'm positive it's Y S V Y R I on Twitter, and uh, they are absolutely amazing. Uh, they uh, have done uh, both covers for Red Horse and White Horse. Um, I, I have no reason to believe they won't be doing the covers for every uh, everything else. Um, yeah, we love it. So we. Um, the working with them was, was, was really great. Uh, it, it was a, a collaborative process that I really enjoyed. We gave them, uh, the script and the visual elements that Ben had done so far. And we kind of like uh, gave just a couple of notes on, on what we were you know thinking in terms of like the, the atmosphere of the cover. And then they mm -hmm. shot us back like nine thumbnails and kind of like, here were my different ideas that we were like, Oh, we like this part of three, but this part of five, but we also kind of like this thing down here at eight. And then they took them and was like, all right, I'm going to incorporate those three designs and like just came up with something amazing. It's just, it's an absolute uh, phenomenal uh, uh, collaborative uh, relationship, which uh, again, which getting back to it again is the thing that I like so much about doing this stuff is like, I just, I love writing something and then having an artist uh, make it better. And then having a colorist bring out all of the depth and then having a letter really sell all of the uh, little moments that I say, it's just amazing. It's just like, so I, I create something and then <laughs> I give it to people who just make it better. And it's just like, it's so great for me because it's like, here, this is all right. You'll do better with it. And then everyone just goes on and it just gets better and better and better. And uh, yeah, I love it. Um, but you're I, inspiring those worlds, right? Like it's not like sure, it's yeah, coming yeah. out of nothing. You're you're helping that. It's, I don't want to I don't want to minimize uh, my effort at all. But I I just I like the thing where it's like, all right, I come up with this and I like it. Can you make it better? And then mm -hmm. without fail, they always do. They always it just it always represents better. It's why it's so great reading a comic and so hard to read books sometimes because it's just like it's just words. But I get all these wonderful pictures and all this great framing and all these vibrant colors and ah, uh, yeah, I just. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> Aren't we all, man? It's just that. Yeah, bro, bold stuff. take, bold take. A what? guy who writes comics loves comics. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to what? shock anybody. I didn't, yeah. What? Say what? Um, before before we wrap, because it's been like, I fucking, it's been three hours. An hour. <laughs> I can't believe how long it's been. Like, I looked at the time just to see how we were doing, and I was like, whoa. All we talked about was Prince of Darkness and Tenet, I think. That's all I remember. Yeah. And I got to say, I really like you. You're um, awesome to talk to. Hey, man, so, listen, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> you're, I'm going to invite you more often, and we can talk about a bunch of other shit. I will come awesome I will to. come whenever. I'll bring people with me if you want. Let's do it, man. Let's freaking gather around. <laughs> All right. I'm going to check. I was going to tell you earlier, actually, um, I have not. I don't think I've seen any John Carpenter. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. Um, I've had, I, the, wait, thing, wait. Have you seen I've had the thing sitting on my list. Have you, have you seen Halloween? 
Yeah, uh, not the original. No. Oh, okay. I've seen I've seen the newer ones. Halloween is probably one of the very few horror films that I have not seen the original 70s, 80s sure. movies. Um, Halloween's great. Halloween is great. Uh, Halloween is like when I'm talking about John, what, here's what I love about John Carpenter. Halloween, obviously his like biggest movie. It's the thing that he's most known for. Right. Um, but when I'm talking about John Carpenter, like Halloween comes up like fifth or sometimes sixth. Well, I didn't even know movies. that was his movie. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he's done, he's done so much stuff that like has flown under the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was upstairs. Like I was looking for a Blu-ray to watch the other night. Uh, and I was just kind of like, oh, this is maybe like two, three months ago. And I'm looking through and I'm like, uh, oh, Christine. And I'm like, wait a second. And I pull it out. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's a John Carpenter movie. I'm, like, I'm fucking watching Christine right now. And <laughs> it's awesome. It's really good. Um, it's it's like, now listen, I know this might be sacrilege to a lot of people. And please, if you if you think I'm wrong, at me on Twitter. It's Ian underscore face. I'm going to go out of here on a limb here and say, Christine the movie better than Christine the book. I think a haunted car movie is 90 minutes i don't think a haunted car book needs to be 600 pages oh my god no that's too much well i don't want to disrespect the kid but no, um, no, no, but i but i love it and that's kind of the thing where it's like he has all these different movies like he did star man with jeff bridges uh and karen allen it's just like there's all these crazy movies he did that like people kind of forget that are his or whatever but um i would say start with the thing the thing is is really great um the reason the thing bombed so bad uh was because it came out like i think the same week or the week after et so of course oh. like hey and it's like the most you know it's very black it's very like there's no no light escapes the thing it's very dark yeah. um so uh but i don't know that, that movie's phenomenal I've, i watch that movie easily three times a year the one the ones that have been eyeballing well i'm looking at his, his filmography right now okay um uh definitely the thing i've, I've had a, a 4k copy just sitting ready to be watched oh, and put it just... in <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna reply to that comment. That's an old office joke. I can't make it. I can't make it. That's what I, she said. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did. It. I had to get it out. Uh, the thing. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. Because that looks like a ton of fun. That's um, a great movie. Na- Prince of Darkness. You put on my radar. Okay. Otherwise, good. That's one of those ones I looked at the cover and and just now and I'm like eh, I probably wouldn't have. But you talking about it. Okay, check it out Prince of Darkness after you decide if you're a fan or not. Like if you're loving okay, Carpenter, okay. you'll love Prince of Darkness. And I've heard of They Live a lot. I've oh, heard They Live that, is, yeah. That, yeah, I've heard that movie named a lot. They Live is they live is really good, too. They Live is, I will say this, it is um, maybe, I haven't seen They Live in a minute, maybe a better concept than Execution. Mm-hmm. Um, there, is a, there is a thing where he hired Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was a professional wrestler, to be the lead. Oh, I know him. And then, okay, good. And then there He's is- He's Roddy Roddy Piper. And then there Sorry. is a, it's fine. I get it. Uh, there is a 20 minute fight scene in the middle of the movie. That is essentially a wrestling match, um, oh. which is like, I don't know. It, it kind of, it kind of <laughs> grinds the movie down to a halt for a couple of seconds, but, um, but it, the concept is so strong and it's obviously been memed to death. Um, so I, I think that that takes its place in the, in the pop culture for, for those reasons. Um, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but but uh, but start with the thing. You'll do great with the thing. It's it's such a great film. Yeah, that, maybe that's next on my on my movie watch. I just finished uh, Midnight Mass, so oh, I can't wait to start that. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm actually going to be doing probably a spoiler cast on that very soon. Probably oh, cool. it'll probably be up before this episode's even up. But yeah, like that that's a special show. Hey, that what is, is a special show? When is this coming up? Do you know? Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, kind of like how you were talking about how you have you had all your blind boxes, um, you know, in the in the tank, and then you ran out. Uh, I had a bad, um, a bad. Sh- I've gone consistent since I've launched this show, and we're at episode thirty-two. Went out um, last uh, this week, um, so I and I've only missed one, and hey. I don't want to let that happen again. So I'm really, really clogged up with the with the extra episode. So right now I'm, a, I'm, I got a good, a, an extra like two or three in the tank and you're number four. And then I got another one. this hey, week. So like, good stuff. I, I would definitely say in with this month or next month, you'll see it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Good. I was going to say that I'm, I'll be at New York comic con this weekend, but uh, I don't think uh, it's not. Uh, yeah. I'm not really doing anything there, but um you're gonna have fun. That's what you're gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a blast. I'm gonna see some people, talk through masks. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous too, but I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's the first big event that's happening, isn't it? I think so, man. I know there's been a couple of cons going on recently. I don't know. I'm just trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to be but that's safe. That's the big one, though. Like, there's been cons, but not. Oh, I will be. Boy. Yeah, I'm uh, keeping my head on a swivel. <laughs> I will be ready. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much, man. John, thank Thanks you so much, so much man. I appreciate it so much, dude. It was a bit of a blast. It's been a blast. And we're going to, I don't know, man, you got to think of some other shit you want to nerd out about. I mean, John Carpenter, Carpenter films right there. That's, that's a thing to nerd out about. We can uh, tackle that next. Uh, you get a couple Carpenter movies under your belt. I will rewatch whatever. I will come on to talk about whatever, man. You just, just hit me up. Oh man, I'll get the list ready. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Hey, it was great talking to you. You too, man. Take care. All right, take it easy. Bye.